Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Def Tour But Metal Podcast. Hey everybody, episode uh, 8, fuck yeah, woo! Uh, celebrations. Yeah, Etc. for any particular reason, I mean... Yeah, eight. Eight's not so great. No, yeah. even if it rhymes. Yeah, I know yeah. that's true. We can't remember we learnt this before. Just because something rhymes doesn't mean it's not true. We learnt that the hard way. Mm. Anyway, I'm Gary Grimm. And I'm Tane. And uh, we're here to talk about some metal today. Yeah, yeah what a surprise! But <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, I don't have anything great for our theme song uh, for this episode oh, that's but look true. we can't be side-splittingly hilarious every time we get together it's just not in the cards i suppose i mean for any regular listeners it, it's a rare occurrence for us to be hilarious and or funny in any way possible yeah so. all our all of our comedy is inadvertent i yes. think yeah. <laughs> You're laughing at us, not with us. Exactly. <laughs> so what have we got coming up for this episode anyway? I mean, there's been a lot of awesome releases in the last month. Uh, we've got so many releases uh, to, that I've personally enjoyed. And I don't know if you've listened to all of the stuff that I've been sending. There has been so much shit. Like, seriously, we ha- actually, there's a few things we want to be able to play coming up in the future, but we couldn't fit it all in. We've already got a jam-packed episode tonight because we've also got... A fucking excellent interview uh, with Maximum Nucleus. From Nucleus, yeah. They're from uh, Western Australia and they're playing at the next Death Talk About Metal. At time of recording, it's uh, next Saturday. So yeah. we're recording on Saturday, the 3rd of September, 2016. Mm. Who'd have thought we would make it this far? I thought one of us would have killed ourselves by now. Uh, well, yes. Uh, mentally, I've killed myself hundreds of times. But 2016, speaking of not uh, believing that we would make it this far, I wanted to talk about Metallica and their new release. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of... Uh, uh, you know, staying past your welcome. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's it. A lot of people have a lot of different thoughts on the on the song we've got so far. But um, wait, what's the title again? Uh, hardwired. I yeah, think. hardwired, of course. And look, I mean, personally, I think it's it's stronger than anything we've heard from them for a while. But when you <laughs> look, heard, yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to people about this and that is the first thing that they say every time is it's better than anything that they've released recently. I don't think that's a good benchmark <laughs> because Anger like what did they release? Exactly. Yeah, Sane yeah. Anger is one of the releases that yeah. they had recently. Yeah. And when we say recently, that's what, 12 years ago now? Just uh, saying that it's better than that. Yeah. Like... I've heard worse underground shitty lo-fi bands do better than that. Yeah, and even, I mean, uh, look, Death Mangina was nothing to write home about either, but, uh, I mean, I know we're going to have a lot of listeners who who love Metallica no matter what they do. Look, I don't care what the the cult people say, but I like Death Magnetic, actually. Like, every second track of that album, I, I actually quite enjoyed because it felt like old Metallica. And the feeling that I got from that album is kind of a ref- reflection of why 
I kind of like the new Metallica track. Mm. Uh, or, or maybe more so that why I don't like it. <laughs> it's because back in the day, like back in the first four albums, Metallica used to stretch out and have these epic songs with these huge riffs and uh melody yeah just like, complex yeah. songwriting more so than you know load or reload yeah yeah and uh in the later albums they've kind of lost all of that uh that the, energy you think yeah so like uh saint anger came along and it was not really like anything that they'd done before it's really kind of simplistic mm. and uh really the uh, terrible production by uh was his name Bob Rock or something like that? Uh, was it Bob Rock that one? No, I'm yeah, sure it was so. Bob Rock for yeah, that. Yeah. And um, and then Death Magnetic came along and they kind of seemed to be trying to stretch out a bit and do more of the old school stuff. Mm. And now we got Hardwired and I know it's only one track, but um, it sounds like it sounds like thrash more like kill em all era yeah yeah i was thinking definitely a more kill em all sound before they branched dead into the other stuff but they're going back to a point where i i think this album may not be it but you know if they keep going i actually think metallica are making tracks in the right direction for the first time in a long time and so i am psyched to hear that they've done this album so far i know we're still waiting for more yeah tracks. The the thing with that track though, Hardwired, uh, it's that it was very simplistic and very easy, mm. you know. And the thing that I miss about Metallica is when, like in Master of Puppets, even yeah. the title track of that is just this huge, epic song with changes and twists and turns and mm. great lyrics. And I kind of miss that from them because they're not really bringing that 100% anymore I know you can't be golden forever yeah. we proved that uh, at least uh, th- you know four episodes ago <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh fuck well I mean let's let's move on to this episode as well because like we said we've got a shitload of stuff to make our way through yeah well. Uh, there's uh, there's some good local stuff like like fuck all the uh, states and stuff like that. Yeah. They get enough attention. Let's turn our eye to the local. I yeah, think. and we've got a fucking epic local band to start with, uh, with Rebel Wizard, uh, who this uh, well this is a one man project, right? Yeah, this is a one man project of a guy named uh, Bob Nekrasov. Bob, I I sincerely hope I'm pronouncing your name right, and I'm sorry if I'm dropping the ball. As listeners of this podcast know, Your superpower is mispronouncing, <laughs> is mispronouncing yeah, yeah. everything. <laughs> I I read a lot, but because I read, I only hear it in my head. I don't actually hear it aloud, so uh, you know it doesn't transfer over into my oral <laughs> senses and. Anyway, he has had a a one man uh, black metal project called Nekrasov, uh, which has been quite prolific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, uh, now with Rebel Wizard, he's released this new album called Triumph of Gloom. Yeah, and fuck. Like, what an album. Uh, the description for it is the new wave of negative metal. And man, I fucking love this guy, because in practice, it's like. 
uh, I guess the best way to describe it is like blackened power metal, but it's like blackened power. It's so totally. righteous. Doesn't like, he? Doesn't he also call it negative uh, wizard metal? Yes. Well? Yes. It's it's got all of the the excellent adjectives and and it's fucking amazing. I yeah. Shit out of this album. Uh, it it does what it says on the label. The, you have the negativity of black metal, and you have the wizardry of power metal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you wave a British heavy metal. Would you say he is the black wizard? Uh, uh, look, that's not my place to say. I think <laughs> I think that's more of Emperor's place to say. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they they very much come across as the authority on who am the black wizards. So I'll I'll leave it to them to decide. But enough of that. Uh, let's let's just listen because seriously, I'm so excited to share this with you guys as well. So I think we're going to be playing a track called "Ease of Wretchedness and Wonder." What Tain said. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Enjoy. Thank you, thank you, Bob, for uh, oh, yeah. uh, being so enthusiastic too about us playing your music. Uh, we're very much excited to play it, and it's probably one of my favorite releases of 2016 so far. Yeah, word. I agree. It's been fucking great. Let's listen now. All right, here we go.
we have no reason to exist. And as a matter of fact, you do not exist. You have never really existed. Ease of wretchedness and wonder there from Melbourne's Rebel Wizard from the new album Triumph of Gloom. How fucking awesome was that? Thank you, Rebel Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, shit, the fun does not stop there tonight. Like I said, we've got a bunch of fucking awesome shit, and we have next Gilded Lily. They've released an album called Mongrel's Light. They have. Uh, these guys are from Canada, I believe. Yeah, Ontario. Uh, wow. Uh, how, would you, how would you describe them, Tane? Uh, well... I'd say they're kind of a real mix of classic melodic death metal harmonies, but they have Mm. that real bass of black metal thunder kind of shit, you know, like real nice deep bass there. But they also managed to put in a few EDM beat kind of patterns on the drums there. I mean, I know they put that in the description for, uh, you know, what they've got on their band camp and whatnot. And at first it wasn't really apparent, but as we were listening... There, there are at least one or two tracks where it has like a little bit of an industrial feel in there. Really, in a lot of respects, they remind me of Shaliga Dalin from Budapest that we covered in... Which episode was that? Episode 3? Episode 2? Episode 3. Two or three. Yeah, it was one of those. It's a long time ago now. Yeah, uh, they're amazing. And they just had that real hardcore spirit, the fast songs, no bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very energetic kind of stuff. Yeah, I do find it interesting. I think this is a great band that kind of exemplifies the uh, the influence in that, I guess, post-hardcore has had, where they have those fucking amazing, really intense kind of patterns mm-hmm. uh, and vocal styles, but really mixing it in with a lot of outside influences. There's definitely a lot of black metal in there. They just kind of reach for it when they need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. This is really fucking cool anyway. And uh, Yeah, look, enough talking about yeah, it. Let's yeah. just fucking listen to yeah, it. let's uh, fucking listen. It's great. Uh, so the track that we're going to listen to is a track called Houndstooth of Gilded Lily's latest album which is called mongrel's light let's do it enjoy
was Gilded Lily with their track Hound's Tooth. Uh, coming up next, we've got another local. So we had Rebel Wizard. Let's move a little bit closer to Sydney where we're located and go to Canberra uh, for Hellbringer. Damn, uh, their album Awakened from the Abyss is out now on High Roller Records. And... I love Show No Mercy and Hello Waits. And, uh, <laughs> and they're, they're very uh, short albums. And so you're like, I wish there was more of them. And Hellbringer heard my calls, apparently. <laughs> and just bought out this album, which is 80s fucking Slayer, basically. Yeah. And I mean, like, not, not to detract and say this is, you know, just like a Slayer sort of rip. It's the Slayer sound, uh, but fuck, it's all Hellbringer. This is, this is fucking great, this album. Totally. The, look, don't let me, please don't let me be misunderstood. <laughs> and let me say that 80s Slayer is fucking amazing. <laughs> and there's ways of sounding like a band and sucking at it and and, and just going, you... <laughs> you you just sound like this band that I'm thinking of. Hellbringer take it to the next level. And they do it so goddamn well. Yeah, agreed. It's definitely a genre where you could drop the ball and be loose as fuck and unlistenable. But yeah. these guys just yeah. nail it. Yeah, it's short, fast tight fucking loud punchy as all shit really consistent fucking release it, it this is the reason why so many people got into metal is because of that kind of sound when slayer did it and when you know metallica and all of those bands did this stuff early on mm. the, the, they're doing the same thing basically and they're doing it so goddamn well yeah I, I fucking love the shit out of this album uh, so let's fucking listen to something from it uh, this is Realm of the Heretic from Hellbringer from their new album Awakened from the Abyss on High Roller Records let's fucking do it let's do it Spirit, 
listening to Realm of the Heretic there from Hellbringer and we've still got more shit to come let's listen to well let's talk about Spirit of Drift and their new album Chain to Oblivion mm-hmm. so, let's do that uh, Spirit of Drift where are they from Gary? Uh, they're from Arizona I think was it? yeah 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 okay yeah they're awesome kind of uh a psychedelic do- stoner doom band mm. and um playing stoner doom where they're not just relying on the one riff and repeating it over and over again really slow grinding i mean they do a little bit of that but they don't overstay their welcome yeah definitely uh, i think um this is actually kind of a nice uh refreshing release here actually for the genre um just kind of uh, some great nice clean vocal sections without mm-hmm. sort of losing that power so uh, a bit more of the kind of modern modern kind of American doom thing where they're not afraid to explore some melody there as well but also some kind of um, some progier elements uh, without without having to kind of wade through that 70s retro rock again like a totally that's been handled a fair bit recently yeah that's that's all well good but uh before we started recording you were telling me about um the them playing with Paul Bearer and some of the footage that you saw online for that yeah yeah well that's it like as I was listening to these guys I thought like Paul Bearer definitely and just I love Paul Bearer just for the home listener we're both Paul Bearer fans yeah 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 yeah. big time yeah and um so leading up to the episode I've been sort of following Spirit of Drift on on their Facebook for a bit and it turns out they're actually touring with Paul Bearer right now Uh, I think they're actually like actually at this second touring with them but there's Mm -hmm. been some fucking great little tour video bits where uh the two drummers are facing each other in a in a drum store (sighs) I love Uh, shit like that oh fuck it's been really cool so I'm uh I'm kind of gonna be following these guys for a bit because it looks like if, if they ever do it out here I think it's something that we wouldn't want to miss and look after hearing this track you'll be following them too the track we're gonna play is Psychic Tired so this is Psychic Tired from Arizona's Spirit Adrift take it away 
Wow, so that was Psychic Tide from Spirit Adrift. Pretty fucking epic, hey? Uh, yeah, I love those guys. Really interesting, and I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. Yeah, yeah, fucking nice. Um, but coming up next, we've got... Ah, now this is a really fucking interesting album. So the band is Mismore. They're from Portland, Oregon. Uh, they've just released an album called Yod through Gleed Media. Uh, the first thing, uh, as soon as... Well, you, you found this one, Gary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as soon as I clicked through onto their band camp, looking at the artwork, and I'm like, holy shit, that looks like Sidislobic Skinsky, who is the, the non-art nerd people... Uh, who are our listeners this is a fucking amazing polish artist who does these just intense visual paintings just absolute suffering and uh he actually killed himself in 2005 the artwork's super distinctive and i'm like i realized i read and they actually got the licensing to do to use this artwork and i was like okay well that's a good start uh but i was a bit worried they were gonna let me down but they did not let me down totally not i think the artwork looked like it was made for this album, you yeah. know? It's hard to believe that that's how they obtained it. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that until you just told me. I saw the guy's name, the, the artist's name in the band camp, but I didn't... I guess I didn't read the whole thing. And... Yeah, no, I was super impressed. So, I mean, like, they've done the right thing, but they've done it because it is such a fucking perfect match. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like I said, it looks like it was made for this album. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, they just, um, I guess they have a great way of uh, conveying emotion uh, in... in that isn't just aggression like there's some sure. real sadness like some real lonesome kind of melodies stringy sounds like it's in the mix throughout as well well i, I think i read in the the band camp description that this was for um uh, this whole album was about depression and struggling with the 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 weight of life you're right yeah Yeah, i think um in their words it was something like uh you know considering the darkness that humanity lives (laughs) in uh you know looking at the reasons why they choose not to just end their lives and it's like (laughs) <laughs> I think that was the basic thrust of it. That's verbatim. That's not like yeah, a yeah, quote, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, totally worth checking out if you're into that stuff. Let's not just talk about it. Let's just hear because this is a long fucking track too. Yeah, so. all long tracks. That persevere. I mean, uh, uh, this first track was like my favorite of the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of my top ones. What's so, it called, Tain? Uh, it's called "Woe Regains My Substance." It's a, it's a great track, as you'll hear. Uh, it's from Mismore, Misma, Mismore. Mismore? Mm. <laughs> However they pronounce it, I'm sorry, Mismore, if that's your name. <laughs> Here we go with "Woe Regains My Substance."
Gains My Substance by Ms. Moore uh, from the States there. Uh, let's hang out in the States a little bit more, though, for Inquisition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any any black metal fan out there worth their salt uh, is familiar with Inquisition. They're from Colombia. Uh, well, they're from Colombia. They've relocated to Seattle. Uh, they've got a new album out called Bloodshed Across the Empyrean Altar Beyond the Celestial Zenith. <laughs> Sorry, that's... <laughs> as cool I knew as it was a long is. album title. I just forgot. Yeah, and then I read is, it. <laughs> yeah, this is old, old, old school black metal stylings, as you can tell from uh, from the album title there. But, uh, I mean, besides that... Yeah, they've been going for a while. It's just two two dudes playing black metal. Uh, we saw them at the Hi-Fi. It was yeah, then Max called Watts now in Sydney. Whatever but, uh, it's fucking called, I don't like that fucking venue. It's a shit venue, but fuck me for two guys. That was a fucking powerful show. If if you're listening from that venue, fucking sort your just goddamn shit out. Stop it. Yeah. It's so hard watching gigs at your venue. Yes. I, I I'm totally visualizing that person's in front of my face right now, and I'm telling them like, "Fuck you and fuck your venue, man." <laughs> hate it. <laughs> fucking hate it. But besides that, like we said, <laughs> fucking owned it. They owned it live, and to be honest, uh, I think this album in particular, uh, its mix, uh, it really repre- like really reflects the power that these guys have live. So. Do Do you remember? Do you remember their last album? Uh, it was very much. I I found their last album very much similar to uh what they did here i i don't think it was much of a progression but more of the same and uh but they did a good job of it i like the vocals now whereas i'm not a huge fan of the vocals of the early inquisition stuff yeah yeah agreed and i mean as far as songwriting wise Yes, kind of more of the same, but at this point, uh, I I still want more of that sound. Mm-hmm. But also, definitely the mix. I think was it had a great presence. I think it helped reflect that feeling they have when they play live as well. The strength they have, you know. It's a, it's a solid album, mm-hmm. and we're gonna listen to some of it now. Tate, cool. uh, yeah, bring us in. Well, fuck fannying about anymore and let's listen to a magnificent (laughs) crypt of stars why not indeed inquisition (laughs) with a what was it a magnificent i was gonna say fabulous fabulous (laughs) fabulous a magnificent crypt of stars out now through seasons of mist i believe inquisition here we go wumow
the sun is fire With the force of moon Magnificent Crypt of Stars by Inquisition from Columbia. Uh, I'm not going to say the album title again because uh, uh, we'll all be dead by the time I finish it. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I've we've got some plugs to um, put out there. Uh, at the time of recording next week, exactly a week from when we're recording this, uh, Saturday the uh, 10th of September, we have a Death Dover medal coming up, which is headlined by Storm Tired from Melbourne. Uh, amazing. What would you, what do you want to say about them, Tane? I, I see you perking up. Storm Tired, fuck. Uh, besides just releasing an amazing new album, uh, we're expecting a lot from these guys because it's fucking awesome, kind of like Viking folky metal, really uppy, awesome, awesome orchestration. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great one live. Oh, that's how, yeah. It's like... Gary Gygax is coming in his grave yeah. uh, listening to this stuff. It's yeah. pretty great. But uh, <laughs> also we've got Beast Impaler, which are, who are supporting Stormtide. Yeah. Uh, we have Nucleus from Western Australia yes. uh, touring their EP, who uh, we're about to hear an interview with. Yeah, with Max, yeah. 
Max, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, but, we'll talk about that in a second. We've yeah. also gotten filed at this next gig. Yeah, from Bathurst. September Fuck. the 10th, uh, 2016. Yeah, not 15. Otherwise, you've missed it. We... Look, I don't know if any of the people that listen to this podcast actually come to our gigs, but we're encouraging you to uh, dress up and come to the gig. Oh, yeah. This one's going to be fucking great for that. I have already promised to wear a full chainmail and Uh helmet and about 20 kilos worth of fucking reenacting kit. He he can't go back on it now. No, I know he's he's trying to worm out of it, but uh, it's gonna happen now that it's <laughs> recorded. Unless he's a pussy, basically. You uh, can be assured of one thing about me: the, the something to do with pussy. Yes. Either you have one, or you've been near one at some point. At one point. Um, probably when you were being born. I'd say it was the last. <laughs> Anyway, October the 15th. Uh, anyway, fuck Gary. But, uh, 15th of October, we've got Metal United Down Under coming up as well. There's so many bands on on this thing. Yeah, it's all that? over Australia, but the Sydney one we're involved in, and there's so many bands on the thing. There's uh, almost 90 bands. Just, just announced, actually. All over Australia, not yeah. at this Sydney gig. <laughs> But uh, if you want to know the lineup for the Sydney gig, especially, just look it up. If you want to know any of the lineups, because I'm not going to go through them all. There's, they're huge. There's so many goddamn great bands. If you're not there, then you're not metal, basically. Yeah, and that's it. When we say there, this is simultaneous all over Australia. So check them out. Uh, there's more details on Metal Ruse. There's yep. more details on our Facebook. Yep. Links is always at the bottom. Etc. Etc. Yeah. October twenty first is uh, the Death Toll but Metal One Year Anniversary. So it's one year from when we we uh, actually made this a thing. We had talked about it and then we actually made it happen. Yeah, I know. We actually went through. <laughs> we were say. And uh, we've been doing so since. And uh, for this one, we have uh, Offensive Behemoth. Uh, Master Gravity, oh, yes. Necrostalgia, and at least two more bands that are yet to be announced. Uh, they will most likely be bands that have played at Deftal But Metal yeah, in the past year. Of, uh, exactly. Done, We're so. celebrating one year by playing all our fucking awesome bands that we've played. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, besides that, we've also got Thrashamall on November the 25th. Yeah, at the Hideaway Bar, yeah. I think that's just going to be our Death Tour by Metal gig for November. But mm-hmm. look, I could change my mind and we could do something else. Yeah, we are going to be DJing as well. Well, there's going to be yeah. a lot of bands. But we're going to be DJing be and we're hosting some burlesque. Yeah, we have Betty Bandit confirmed for that one. Uh, I believe she said she was going to do a routine to Slayer. So <laughs> if you've seen Betty Banner before, or if you haven't, like you, you just have to know that you'll be missing out if you don't come and see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoever else we're going to get is great. It's going to be a great show at the Hideaway Bar. Uh, a list of bands longer than my arm that you can see online. Let's just get to this interview. Yeah, fuck. We've been this for too long. We had some real fun talking to Max uh, from Nucleus tonight. Yeah, Max, uh, what's his name? Palazban. I, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Max. Uh, we did an interview with him. And look, 
the quality of the audio is going to be a little bit uh, different to what you're hearing right now. The yeah, the nature of Skype recording with phones and whatnot it's a it's a little bit tricky. But... Exactly. Look, if you come if you came to every gig that we do and you paid us at least twenty dollars more than you do to get in on the door, then we'd be rich enough to have the kind of uh, uh, equipment to for. Uh, to record something a bit better but uh, until that happens you'll just have to put up with a little bit of crackliness yep. from the skype phone but enough fucking around yep. anyway this uh let's fucking do it so this yep. is max this is max from nucleus who you can see on the 10th of september at dev talbot metal downstairs at the valve bar entry is 15 dollars. it starts at 8 p.m nucleus will be a little bit after that Here's Max now. Thanks for listening to episode 8 of Death Tour but Metal. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Okay, so we're here with uh, Max from uh, Nucleus, a band from WA, who are playing at the next Death Tour but Metal uh, on the 10th of September. Hi, Max. How you doing? Yeah, good man. Thanks for having me. Hi, this is uh, Gary. Uh, and this is Tane. So, okay. <laughs> uh, so the band is uh, on the road at the moment. Uh, where have you been? Where are you now? And where are you heading? Yeah, so we played the first show of the tour last night at Amplifier Bar in Perth. Mm-hmm. And uh, which we went pretty well, having three uh, local bands called conform uh at depth and illyria on board mm-hmm. pretty versatile genre as well they're kind of different like conform is more like groove kind of maybe a bit new metal kind of band feel like to it yeah like, at depths are quite progressive kind of metalcore i would say and uh illyria with like progressive black metal kind of stuff so oh nice it's very versatile so it went pretty well yeah and then now we actually just arrived in bombery getting ready for the show with uh uh, for the second show of the tour, mm-hmm. which they have uh, Medusa Guys and uh, Death Dependent as our uh, local bands on board. They're quite established Bombers band. And uh, we also have uh, Adepts. We bring them from uh, Perth. They're kind of becoming our new bodies for the show. So, yeah. Sweet. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Uh, uh, next week, uh, heading down to Melbourne first, September 9th. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right away, Sydney playing the awesome show that we're talking about right now. Wicked. Excellent. Cool, cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the the purpose of the tour is to promote the new EP, uh, Resistivity. How, how has the EP been received so far? Uh, I believe it's been uh, received pretty well. Like, uh, I probably not should be the one who actually talk about it, but i'm really proud of it man like uh we we the thing that amazed me a bit uh like actually heaps is uh we haven't received any negative reviews about it which is that's just a really good sign that is and, yeah. yeah plus uh all the uh, all the other reviews that we've got so far they were very specific uh like criticized not criticized really talking about all the aspect of the songs which uh, which is really nice so it, it means that all those uh, people who actually reviewed uh, the EP listen to it carefully mm-hmm. and I love all the different uh, perspective of how they're looking at our uh, new tracks because we spent at least I reckon four, four months for these two tracks just to make them 
perfect in our opinion and i'm actually really proud of it so yeah really well really really nice yeah it's come across really well man yeah i mean just give you a short review the new ep sounds so nice that i don't want anyone to listen to the old ep anymore (laughs) (laughs) uh it's nice to be proud of your own work but also you know obviously having such a such a great response as well is wonderful and well deserved as well like it's a great ep so uh Speaking of the old EP, uh, how did your approach to this new one, Resistivity, uh, differ from your approach to your last EP, uh, Fractured Equilibrium? Yeah, so uh, with us, man, we're quite an experimental band, in my opinion. Uh-huh. So we definitely always have our progressive uh, aspects into our music as, as our uh, main focus because that's what we love to do. Mm. But then uh, with the first EP, we were being a bit all over the place, I reckon, because we wanted to be experimental. So we don't really want to stick to any genre. Mm. Because I just don't believe in you should do it as a musician, reproducing whatever people's done before, because there's no point doing it. Just for being worried about like, I just want people, I just want to you know get famous faster, or I just want to get like, you know, exposure faster, because there's like already a famous band who's playing like metalcore. So that's my perspective towards that. So. From Fracture to Resistivity, uh, what happened in my opinion is that that experimental part is still there, mm. but what changed is we we really, I think we all kind of grow into the uh, into the, uh, the resistivity in a very positive way. So all the aspects in resistivity, probably we have much, I would say much better grooves in the same time that we're getting more melodic. Mm-hmm. We always wanted to use our clean aspects of uh, our music in our songs, which we didn't use it that much in Fractured, but now with Resistivity, in, especially with Off King and Tree, I believe, also in Fear the Fearless, mm. we use Ips of, and I believe it added a very nice taste into those uh, tracks. Yeah. So, and then I guess we just like to be very melodic in the same time that we quite extreme and progressive yeah which i believe with these two tracks we were nearly very close to achieve that so yeah definitely definitely what happened is we more mature band and we probably closer to get to a point that we know that what exactly we want to do so yeah sure you can definitely hear that come through on resistivity it's uh it's really good like that yeah yeah definitely and i mean like speaking of obviously uh incorporating all of the different sounds from these different influences that you have what were the bigger influences for this recording in particular man that's actually quite an interesting question because we all, all four of us have such a different influences. Like, mm. I'm, like I'm 33, so I have so many old-fashioned metal influences, getting from Sepultura, from Pantera, from Metallica, from Machine Head. Like, I'm quite a, I'm really into old-fashioned kind of metal music as well. Like, Death, the band, he's like one uh, of my top guys all the time. Awesome. <laughs> but then coming through all the new bands, I also love uh, going from even like a Doom era, I love My Dying Bride as one of my main influences. Mm. And then going away, getting into more extreme progressive part of it. Dream Theater is always my, my one of the biggest, uh, you know, band. Like John Petrucci is like top guy for me. And then <laughs> sure. Mishuga, those guys basically, I just, when I hear Mishuga for the first time, I just say, 
yeah, I just want to play song seven, eight string guitar right now. <laughs> <laughs> one of the first band that actually inspired me to get excited about those uh, drop tuning sound mm. in a very, very clever way. Mm. Not just basically just add more beefy bassiness to your music. So there was a point into that music. Something interesting, not sure if so many people knew that, because Mishuga's bass player actually using really high notes playing. Yeah. So so if they like if if the guitar is playing the eight string, mm. the bass player is actually he has like I think he's like, he has actually a four string bass even. And he's actually using quite high notes because they don't want their sound to get too beefy and bassy. Yeah. The bass player is actually using a higher note to get a much cut a much better sound. Yeah, Dick so Lofgren's an interesting and guy. Short. And then Shay has a lot of, you know, other influences. Like Shay is more into like more of a, even the, the proggy rock part of the progressive, like like even he likes Carnival, like local bands I would say. Mm-hmm. The big bands. Like he he's also really into like animals of leaders. And he has a really big variety of uh, you know taste as well. Josh is also into more progressive style as well, like me. And then I guess Shannon he has uh, I guess heaps of uh, even like deathcore influences as well in the same time that he loves Meshuga so yeah big big variety of music now yeah. but then yeah. at the end of the day what we came up with is basically I reckon uh, using all those influences in a in a way that everyone ends up liking the music not in a way that someone say oh you know what I don't really like it that's too death metal for me or that's too <laughs> whatever it is uh, yeah yeah so but if you ask me Specifically, what my influences? I would always say Machine Head, uh, Meshuggah, My Dying Bride, and Dream Theater. So, but then you know, uh, Sepultura, Dope Boys, they're like my. They're, they're the reason I'm listening to metal music. So. Sure. So you're a bit more of the old school side of things than the than the others. I like the old, old school part of metal as well. I think people sort of forget about it because when you say old school. To me, 90s is not old school. Like when you say 60s, that might be old school. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Make the metal. Like I love that, especially the first five years of it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, those guys, Pantera, Sepultura, they like made the new music while Dream Theater kind of slowly, slowly getting the progressive metal. We built it and then these two kind of mixed together and then extreme progressive metal, which is, that's going to be my favorite uh, genre of all time. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Uh, so speaking of different influences and different sounds, uh, I'm assuming that the instrument heard on the track, uh, tambour is a tambour. Uh, who, who plays that? Yeah, that's me. Oh, ah, that's you. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the instrument and your connection with it? Sure, man. Yeah. Tambour is a, is a, is a Persian, is a traditional Persian instrument. Uh-huh. Mm. And, uh, it's, it's quite like a really old it's like an Asian instrument and uh, it's only been using by like quite spiritual kind of uh, people in the like, different groups like in an old-fashioned way mm-hmm. and then the, the sound of tambour always kind of like because I have a Persian background and then the sound of tambour always kind of makes me feel deeply in some ways I don't know why like even mm-hmm. that instrument as a very solo instrument it's always a very deeply thought through instrument for me so always make me kind of sit down and like focus and uh, relax in the same time that it's quite a sad instrument in the same time it's so yeah i love the sound and i always want to play that instrument in some ways and then uh, as as add to the whole experimental part of our band again i just say guys do you like i'm gonna just bring the instrument to to perth 
let's try it out. What do you guys think? And everyone's like, yeah, that sounds good. And then we did it. So, yeah. That great. sounds great. That sounds great. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. God. Well, uh, I mean, uh, you guys, uh, obviously, you've, you've already been recording for a while now, but is this leading up towards an album possibly as well? Or? Definitely, man. Definitely. Like, we got to sort out our album latest by the end of this year. Oh. Like, that has to Basically, what's going to happen right after the tour, we're going to start writing intensively. Great. Because, uh, yeah, we want to have an album, a, quite a good album, and we're not going to use any track from the first EP. Mm-hmm. So, these three, uh, Fight by the Sword, Our uh, King and Tree, and uh, Fear the Fearless, they will be in the album, but that's it. So, the rest of the songs, which could be go from seven to eight more songs, they're all going to be brand new. Excellent. Cool. Excellent. Exciting. So, uh, you guys looking forward to Sydney and playing a Death Tour but metal? Absolutely, man. Like, first of all, I've never been to Sydney, ah. so exciting. Second of all, that's going to be our first Australian tour, so I can't wait to uh, to see the scene down there. And uh, all the bands that are on board, they're really, they, again, they're very different than what we do, but in the same time, it's going to be a really cool show because that's what I like, actually, because if it was a show of just, like, four death metal bands or four... You know, other, other genres band. It will be a bit boring to me. I like it that the, the lineup has very different sound into it. Mm-hmm. Because I think as a metalhead, I just like to listen to metal, mm. regardless of what specifically that genre is. I just like to listen to metal. So it could be power metal, it could be thrash metal, it could be death metal. I would enjoy them, uh, you know, in a different way. So I really like the lineup as well. Cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, just the whole experience, man, for sure. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at Death Tour by Metal, we try to vary our lineups quite a bit and uh, not have too many bands that are the same kind of sound, just so we we cater to a, a wider crowd rather than just someone that wants to hear death metal or just wants to hear black metal or whatever. Yeah, so it's good I mean? to hear that you've got that, uh, you know, that approach to a live show as well. I'm really psyched. This is... Honestly, this is one of the problems with, uh, again, this is really my opinion. This is one of the problems with these days, uh, let's say promoters or uh, even the, like uh, labels in my opinion. Like whoever is organizing shows, it's basically just like, uh, you know, okay, let's say post-hardcore is quite popular right now. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just get on board just the post-hardcore band and just make give them shows like every week. And then it's just, it's just losing the whole meaning of, metal music which is a music of a, being a non-mainstream music yep. and in that music everyone should get a chance to present and promote itself regardless of what the industry thinks so that should be totally up to people so to me that's a bit of a problematic like even with radios man it's becoming like peaky like sometimes we have radios want to play us and then they ask us you guys have a song for 30 minutes and we say no we <laughs> I'm saying, so your re- evaluation for playing a song in radio is the length of it. Mm. So it doesn't make sense to me. So yeah, that's the kind of, kind of thing. But yes, I like the vers- versatility. And that's, I think, it's losing it. So yeah, it's good that you guys are trying to do that as well. It's a really good point. Oh, Excellent. Thanks, man. Yeah, so true what you're saying too. Uh, so uh, for the p- people listening here in Sydney, uh, what can they expect from the Nucleus uh, live show? <laughs> yeah, we like to go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Me, I can't, I can't stand in one 
one point for more than a second. So, yeah, I'm just going to come down off stage, jump on people maybe. We'll see how far, far we can, we can oh, push great. it. Uh, we, man, we just like to, have a, we just like to uh, give people a good uh, show and then make them sort of being a part of our experience. So I really like to make that happen. Like, I mean, like, always like like some band like the the Ninja Skate Plan like mm. those guys are just like nuts yeah they go I mean, crazy go to those concerts go stay in the first line I would just go hey, at the back <laughs> <laughs> and that guitarist Benjamin like that guy is nuts yeah like that like our our approach but my approach at least again we because we are we are a band of like just do whatever you want I'm not I can't push like Josh to do whatever I want so we just like we don't want to have any discography or anything like let's just headbang together in the same time or like jump together in the same time mm-hmm. so we don't have these things I don't think it's a good thing to do anyway Yeah. we just go nuts and then we'll see what happens fuck yeah <laughs> excellent well you, you've got the right <laughs> venue what I would say to crowd is please just join us in experience <laughs> excellent well that what better way to uh cap off the interview yeah uh, thanks so much for your time max we really appreciate yeah, it thanks hey. max no problem at all man good to see you guys as well and uh yeah, looking forward to it Ooh, next week yeah next week man next, next week. saturday <laughs> next week Sydney. awesome can't wait excellent thanks so much for your time good luck with your show tonight yeah take care man yeah. enjoy it have fun thank you Cool, cool. <laughs> See you soon. See you later, man. Bye. <laughs> Hi again. Sorry, just a PS. <laughs> the track that we're about to play from Nucleus is called... What's it called? Fear the Fearless, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, this is the first track from their OP that uh, Max was just talking about. Yeah, Resistivity. Uh, so here we go with Fear the Fearless from Nucleus.
I don't have an Easter egg for uh, for this episode. I was thinking after the um, that ridiculous amount of live stream videos, we thought we could. Well, I was thinking that maybe we could do a, a public service announcement on the fact that we promise we'll never do any of those videos for the rest of this episode. If you don't know what we're talking about, head over to the Dev Tour by Metal page www.facebook.com slash dev to all bm and uh 
check out the live videos that we were doing whilst we were editing this episode. Yeah. Watch us die. Die. Die a stage death. Speaking of dying, fare thee well. <laughs> into, a fin- into infinity we go. <laughs> Bye. <Whoa. laughs> See ya.